Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do the Woo, the WooCommerce Builder Podcast. This show is brought to you by Nexus. Manage hosting plans that keep Woo shops powerful, profitable, and error-free. And Yoast SEO, where you can unlock some fantastic tools and features for the SEO of your client's Woo shop. Tell you more about our pod friends later in the show, but let's get started as we squeeze in another memory from WordCamp Europe as host Jonathan sits down with DJ from Hostinger for another great conversation. Welcome to another episode of Do the Woo, the special WordCamp Europe edition. I'm your host, Jonathan Wold, and with me today uh, here at WordCamp Europe is DJ. Hello, DJ? hello, hello. hello. It's good to have you, man. Yeah, it's it's great to be here. Thank you so much. How do you pronounce your... Give us the full pronunciation. Word. Oh, yeah. My name is real Lithuanian tongue twister, and it goes Dogirdas Jankus. Nice. But my foreign friends call me by my initials, and that's perfectly fine. So DJ <laughs> is perfectly fine. Excellent. Well, it's great to have you. So you work at Hostinger. Yes. Give a, tell us, what, what is Hostinger? What do you guys do? We do web hosting uh, at the very essence of it. However, we look broader things so we like to say that we are working to help small and medium businesses to scale and grow but in the essence we are web hosting company yes now now tell me tell us a bit about the history so you guys well how did you start how long ago did you start kind of give us like tell us a bit about your history as an organization so what's interesting about us is that we are bootstrapped and employee-owned company and the very beginning of our company dates back to early 2000s, 2004, yep. 2004, 2005. It all started as a hobby and a side hustle of a couple of people. And it was a learning project. So one of our first projects was 000 Web Hosts. It's a free web hosting platform. It is working up until now. And... Uh, for a very long period of time, it was still a playground for our uh, early founders. Yep. However, it gained traction, and the rest is kind of history. So we grew together with our clients. We started as a free playground, then we saw a demand for some premium services, some pretty basic ones. We did that. Uh, then uh, eventually, you know, like the, the demand for more advanced services emerged from our existing user base. And, you know, one thing's led to another, and here we are now at WordCamp. <laughs> how, how big is Hostinger as a company? Uh, at the moment, we are uh, close to 1,100 employees. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so, uh, and, and what's the arc? Like, how many years since you guys started? So, you had this, the 000 uh, project Webhost. first, yeah. and then you started Hostinger. Like, how, how long has it been? What's the arc that we're talking yeah. about so, here? So, when it all started back in 2004, uh, it was kind of slow yes. growth compared to what we have now, but growth was always there. Yep. It's, it, it, it's in the company DNA. But we grew from zero basically in 2004, from the first person in 2004, to 70 people worldwide okay. uh, in more than 10 years. So in 2017, when I joined the company, uh, there was like 70 wow. people worldwide. Yeah. And since then, till now, it's more than 1,000. So, so that's a massive jump. It's kind of exploded. Yeah. It's kind of exploded, yeah. What, what lessons have you learned in the process? So you, you've seen about 10x growth in your own time there. Exactly. So what, what have you noticed? Like, What are some of the things that stand out to you from that growth and scale experience? You can never 
rest. Okay. If you feel and think that things are stable, it means that you are missing something. Okay. So change is constant, you know, and uh, you always need to be preparing in advance for the next big thing. So this is how we operate, you know. How do you reconcile this idea of not resting with also enjoying the process? Because it's uh, like, because you've experienced a lot of success. You've had that growth. There's a lot to be proud of. Yeah. How, how do you reconcile that idea of not resting, but also appreciating progress and, and, yeah. and celebrating? I think it's in our DNA as a company and it's, it's, it's the people. We are young. Like our average, you know, age is, I don't know, like 30 years, maybe even yeah. less. So we, we are young, ambitious people. And uh, we like to do stuff which resonates on big scale yeah and the, the whole process is just really exciting for us and somehow it comes naturally yeah we always have a really ambitious almost unreal goal in place and uh, once we get there it's kind of like we have another goal already okay. and we kind of like so start working on it you've you've yeah. you've scaled a lot what are some of the challenges that you've noticed with scaling like that 10x growth in, in just your time here so far yeah like challenges are everywhere like from hiring perspective yeah it is a constant challenge from product kind of things we always develop new features and uh, we we need to make them in line you know with all of the other offerings as well. Um, it's it's crazy, you know. Like I'm thinking, like where to begin, but it's uh, it's a constant challenge, you know. So, are there any particular aspects? So, hiring is a good example. Just like getting the people that you need with hiring, because people are complicated. Yeah. There's all these new challenges that you yeah. bring in. Um, what about like how have you managed decisions, for instance? When it's like when it's small, you can kind of move quickly. Yeah, you guys still have this ethos of moving quickly. How do you do that across a thousand people? Yeah, it's it's painful and it's not for everyone. So I think that the the biggest challenge is hiring and onboarding. Okay, and we deal it with radical openness. So, okay. for example, we have no private channels. Everything's public. Yeah, um, we work um, with remote first mindset. Yep. So everything we do is public. We write a lot and we read a lot. So if decision is being made, we groom it for a while. Yeah. We are very inspired by Amazon, for example, and their uh, narrative yep. uh, approach. We do the same. In this way, everyone in the organization gets a say. They can comment on the ideas. They can submit their feedback. But at the same time, it's a big challenge because it's a huge information overload. Yes. And if you as a person cannot manage it, it can get so overwhelming uh, that it you know, gets out of hand pretty fast. I think, I'm not sure, but somebody said, I think it was Matt Mullenberg, uh, that communication is like oxygen, uh, or, yes. I, I, or is it like uh, yeah. one of uh, WordPress principles or automatic, I don't know. One or both, like, yeah, yeah. that's something he says often. So we have this in our handbook as well. Information yeah. is like oxygen, and uh, it's, it's 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 a big reward to have everything in the open. Yep. But also it's a huge risk. But 
you know, like it's it, uh, it is double sided, yeah. right? There's yes. there's risks associated, but there's also a lot of risk in not doing it. And for an organization exactly. that's moving fast, yeah, by not doing it, you risk bottlenecks and stagnant yeah, stagnation. Yeah. So we take this risk uh, very mindfully, you know. Yeah. So. I, I worked at WooCommerce up until last year, and at the time, Automatic was like 1,400 people. Yeah. Now it's like over 2,000. Yeah. And it's interesting to see, like, there are trade-offs. There are trade-offs to doing everything in the open. There are yeah. trade-offs. One of the big trade-offs, one of the challenges is the risk of siloing, Yeah. where you, you have an empowered team, an empowered culture to, to make decisions, to challenge the status quo. That's good. That makes your organization resilient, like less susceptible to the big risks. How do you guys deal with that risk of siloing, of, of people becoming disconnected from each other? Yeah, maybe it's uh, it's a silly thing. It kind of feels silly sometimes for many of the early employees, but we constantly repeat, you know, several mantras. Like, one of the mantras, you know, is that we need to challenge everything. You know, we ourselves need to challenge our ideas because a year ago, when we were like 500, 600 employees, maybe it made sense and now it doesn't anymore. Yeah. So you constantly have to challenge the status quo, and in many cases you have to challenge uh, yourself. Yeah. And uh, another mantra is information is oxygen. You know, sometimes you have to let go. Sometimes you have to be okay by missing things. Yeah. If that's, you know, not your focus at this time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. this idea of communication is oxygen. Like, how do you, um, how do you, like? People have different ways of communicating. Yeah. There are people who are a lot better at it than... Like, yeah. I, I, I believe strongly in my own experience, it is a skill to be developed. Yeah. How do you guys, like, as a culture, encourage people to get better at communication? Like, What does that look like at Hostinger? Uh, we proactively promote asynchronous communication, first yes. of all, because it is maybe a bit more difficult it is. and not natural. Yep. But in a sense, everyone gets a say, even, yes. you know... People Makes it more are, accessible. Yeah, yeah. Who are not that extroverted or they are not, you know, confident in their spoken language. Yep. And we have people ranging, you know, from all over the globe, from all, you know, many different kind of countries, you know. So so that's one, uh, that's one thing. And then, you know, like we constantly, you know, uh, talk about this when we have a chance. So yeah. when we have like OKR reviews or monthly performance reviews, when we do it live, we still record everything and everyone can watch cool. and participate even when, you know, if, if, if there's the time difference, they still can do it and, and they still see it, you know, in different kind of forms on different kind of occasions. And that kind of like helps us to cope with it. Yeah. But I think this is one of the things that can always be improved, you know, so you just have to deal with it. Hey everyone, Bob WP dropping into the show for a short break to tell you more about our two pod friends and to thank them for their amazing support. It's a fact. Yoast SEO works seamlessly with WooCommerce. And whether it's for yourself or your clients, Yoast unlocks extra tools, features, and SEO for some serious online selling and competition. The products will stand out in search results while you get the best practice SEO on the technical side. And to top that off, you are not alone. Their e-commerce SEO training is included with the purchase of Yoast SEO to help you and your clients learn how to get the most out of the features it includes. Just visit Yoast.com and boost up the discovery of you or your client's online shop. 
Our sponsor Nexus has made some game-changing enhancements to their managed hosting plans. These include WooCommerce Automated Testing, Sales Performance Monitor, and Plugin Performance Monitor to keep you or your client sites powerful, profitable, and error-free. Trust me, we know it as Do The Woo is powered by Nexus. Now, best of all, all of these are free with any Nexus plan, so make sure and take a moment and head over to nexus.net. Make sure and check out both of these pod friends, and now let's get back to the show. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about WooCommerce. Yeah, you you work with lots of customers, uh, not just WordPress, but WordPress is a majority of yes. kind of what you guys do, um, and they have all sorts of different needs. A lot of your customers are tend to be a more small business. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, uh, and of that. How how prevalent is WooCommerce? Like, how much of your WordPress base, roughly, do you think is is in the WooCommerce? It's like uh, WordPress dominates, you know. Yep. Uh, in our user base, and it dominates the internet. Yep. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah, like seventy, eighty percent of all of our new clients are using WordPress in one way or another. Yep. Uh, 30-40% roughly are using WooCommerce as okay. well. So it's a big part of it. It's a big part huge, of the ecosystem. Huge part of it. Um, one of the th- things that I imagine that you you guys, because you have that many customers using WooCommerce, you're going to be in a position to hear uh, all sorts of feedback from customers, right? Like you're kind of seeing what's happening. Uh, for the people who are listening, so we'll have folks who build plugins for WooCommerce. We'll have folks who like provide services. What are, what are some of the, uh, let's just start with this, like based on what you hear from customers, what guidance would you offer them to help them serve the WooCommerce ecosystem better? Um, we get a lot of feedback. You're absolutely right on this. And uh, somehow I'm under the impression, and I talk with the clients myself a lot, I'm under the impression that somehow the market or the ecosystem focuses on starting things a lot. Okay. And many of the clients, they do something, they launch projects to life. Yep. And then they expect that you know, something magical will happen okay. and they will get the traffic, they will get the clients, you know, and, you know, he'll be happy and, uh, you know, and, and, and that's it, you know, right to the sunset. But actually, this is when actual things start. Yeah. And this is where the actual heavy lifting starts. And uh, somehow, like, the whole ecosystem doesn't focus that much on this, like, ugly part of things. Okay. So, like, my take on this is that be very open-minded about this and you have to understand that it's it's the easy part to get started you know okay the whole magic happens when you have the project launched and when the first traffic starts to appear first clients try to appear and you have to use it like the user feedback is 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 a gold mine and you don't need to invest that lot you know yep. like you talk with three or four or five clients if they all say the same thing to you, most probably there's something you know you yeah. should focus on, and you do not need to invest you know heavily into that. And so let's t- let's touch on the folks building extensions for WooCommerce first. Yeah. So like most of your customers, if they're using WooCommerce, they're probably also using extensions. Yeah. That provide a bunch of dis- additional functionality. Um, what and, and totally fine if you don't recall off the top because you large organization, you see a yeah. lot of different things. Are there any particular issues that you notice that come up? With, with customers where they're like, hey, we're having this problem in, for for that like extension ecosystem. Yeah, so um, 
one thing that clients are vocal fairly fast is speed and performance. Okay. Yep. We invest into into it heavily, and we try to build our infrastructure to to be fast and reliable right away. Yep. But it is not enough because each project is very unique, and we receive a lot of questions. You know, requests for guidance on that. Yep. But there's also another elephant in the room, which is very important. It's uh, security side of things. Yes. Yeah. And many users, many clients, many projects, especially when they start things off for the first time, they kind of try to overlook this. Okay. Because they know that you know, like we'll get to oh, it later. Small, It'll be fine. Yeah, I'll do it later. Yeah. yeah. And in many cases, when you grow bigger, it's kind of already late. And then you have to really invest yep. heavily into it, or worst case scenario, something bad happens. So, for you as a hosting provider, when you have a customer come to you and they're they're frustrated, maybe their WooCommerce site's running slow. Yeah. You look at it and you know that the issue is not like at the core software level. The infrastructure is fine, and you can see that there's an issue with an extension. Yeah, maybe it's built really poorly. Yeah, how do you? What position does that put you guys in? Like, how do you relate to that? It's a very painful position because we do not want to be like.、Uh, Pushy, yeah, and we want to honor like decisions of the people, and it's kind of personal, you know, to、yeah. give the feedback on the stack, you know, extensions and plugins that clients use. So we try to be very polite about it, and we try to invest into building content,、uh, tutorials,、uh, webinars, and videos with Hostinger Academy initiative yep. Yep. to kind of educate people and try to. Help them persuade themselves in a sense,、okay. yep. and to move in the right direction. But being a fast-paced company, it's frustrating for us because sometimes, like, we kind of think, "Look, maybe we will do it for you." Yes, we'll fix it really quick. You know, we'll just patch it up, and then you will be good to go. But this kind of act leaves some bad taste.、Yeah. You know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, a risk, and it's ultimately.、Yeah. Uh, is is it fair to say that it would be better if these extension creators took performance more seriously?、Uh, yeah, I think it's safe to say that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think and, and it's I've seen some positive signs. There's been a lot more investment in the core project, for instance. Yeah,、uh, Google's worked on their like investing in the performance team、yeah. because we all benefit when things are fast. You guys put a lot of time and attention into that raw infrastructure level.、Yeah. At the end of the day, the application that runs on top of it though has a lot to say. Yes, about、exactly. what's going to happen, so so that's extension providers. We love, we all love to see them pay more attention to performance.、Uh, do you have any any recommendations for someone? Like, do you guys publish any guidelines for extension authors? Like, if someone, because you guys have a large amount of WooCommerce customers, right?、Mm-hmm. So you're in a good position to be able to offer guides. Is something you guys have considered? Actually, that's a very good idea.、Uh, we don't do this. But maybe we should focus on this more because, at the moment, we are focusing on end clients. Yes, mainly, which makes sense. That's your core business. Yes,、yeah. exactly. But moving into into this next level,、uh, it's a very interesting twist. Maybe as you because you guys have by because of that end client, but you also have the prosumers, right? Like you have the、exactly. people who are servicing them.、Yeah. That's a whole industry. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fantastic because you guys are in a position where you see so much feedback. Yeah. 
And you can say, hey, if you guys want to succeed with these customers, here's some things that you should keep in mind. Yeah, exactly. We have lots of traction with, with them clients and we can kind of pilot on that into, yep. into, into, into sharing more feedback with the whole ecosystem. Now, well, now, what about the service providers? I kind of want to end on this. For the people who are the, the freelancers, the agencies, you made a great point. Oftentimes, we overly focus on the start yeah. and just kind of getting it up and running. You guys have this broader emphasis on customer success, right? Yeah. Like you want to see your customers succeed, whatever their objectives are. What guidance do you have to offer for service providers working with clients? Like, what are the, some of the things that they should be keeping in mind in order to help their customers succeed? Uh, you mean like server providers as a whole? Yeah. So, so for the service providers, the freelancers, the agencies yeah. that are working with like your WooCommerce customers, yeah. what are the things that they should be thinking about to help the customer succeed? Because it's a partnership, right? Like, mm -hmm. you guys are providing the hosting, but the service provider is the one talking oftentimes to the clients and giving them guidance. What should they be thinking about? Um... Not sure whether whether this perfectly applies, but what what we see from the standpoint where we at is to focus more on on those actual clients. Yeah, because we see service providers and clients of ours focus a lot on on, on their ideas, which are brilliant. Ah, yes. But sometimes they can lose. Sometimes them. we have to adjust. Sometimes you know it's like ten percent difference that makes the whole change. Yeah, and 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 really push you to the next level. Yep. And sometimes we are so focused on our ideas, our services that we provide, and our projects that we are running, that we forget that there is a gold mine basically lying yep. around yep. and just spending, like as a founder, as a CEO, as an executive, whatever, you know, like a freelancer or whatever, like spending a couple of hours a week just asking simple questions to your existing audience can make, you know, like, huge difference in the long run. I love so. that. It's so true. From my time at WooCommerce, one of the mistakes that we'd see these these merchants make is, the, rather, I'll put it this way, the ones who do really well keep that focus on their customer. And what I'm hearing you say, for the service, for the service providers listening, for the builders, helping your clients, helping your customers stay focused on their customers, yeah. that seems like that's that's the magic, right? Yeah, because exactly. that leaves you open to recognize new opportunities and puts you in a position to uh, be able to maximize how much value that you're providing. Yeah, exactly. Like, if, if, if we want to make this super actionable so I can share how we do it. Yeah. So, we send a simple survey, simple request uh, for our existing clients and we allow them to book uh, time with us. Yep. And then we do a call, and that's it. Yeah. And we ask, like, two, three simple questions, you know? And on the one hand, someone will be like, oh, that's scary. Like, we're going to have all these people. I I'm betting that it's pr probably a smaller percentage that take you guys up on it. When they do, though, they've got something to say. Exactly. And the things that they have to say can end up being a new idea. It could be a problem that you hadn't seen. Like, it's that's powerful. Exactly. It, it's scary at first. It's scary for everyone. Uh, it was scary for me when we started this, but exactly what you what you said. Like those who respond to this, yeah, they are automatically prone to share their feedback. Yep, and uh, feedback is good. So That's fantastic. There's nothing to be afraid of. DJ, thank you for your time. Thank Appreciate you. what you guys are doing. You guys are a super admin sponsor of WordCamp uh, Europe this year. Yeah, uh, your it's booth our looks first fantastic. Time, yes, and we are super admins right away. Yes. So whole experience is just overwhelming. You know? We been, cannot wait to get back. It's been great to have you guys here, and I appreciate you sharing your insights today, and we'll see you next time. Likewise. See you around. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to today's episode. I'd like to give one more shout-out to our two pod friends, 
Nexus hosting where you will get automated testing, sales performance monitoring, and plugin performance monitoring all free with your hosting at nexus.net. And to ensure both you and your clients stand out and compete in the search results, Yoast SEO as you covered at Yoast.com. Not subscribed to Do The Woo yet? Head on over to dothewoo.io slash subscribe. And until next time, keep on doing the woo.